Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's 10.08 WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the Will Marotti Show. This is your host, Will Marotti. And joining us, our special, special guest today joining us. He's uh, taken over today for our ever-faithful Matt Sorois, the legendary Joey Burgoyne. Good to have Joey here. And uh, you'll love to talk with Joey, too. Make sure you chat with him for a few minutes when you call. Uh, 800 966 9842-860-522-9842. We're going to take calls the entire hour. We had a guest schedule. We rescheduled because you're, you're neat. we need to hear from you today. And so uh, you're, we're taking all the calls that come in today, and uh, we're, we're looking to, 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 to work with you and hear from you. Of course, the big story, other than, uh, let's see, as of the moment, let me just refresh here. As of the moment, Dow Jones down uh, 330, almost 338 points, and uh, NASDAQ and, and uh, others are going to follow as well. Uh, the war in Ukraine, the invasion has started. If you, for some reason, don't know this, uh, Russia has started the attack, a full-scale attack on the tiny country, compared to Russia, the tiny country of Ukraine. And um, we just really need to pray for the folks in Ukraine. Uh, let's go to... Um, uh mike mike's been holding for a long time mike thanks for holding welcome to the show good morning morning the other day i think i think it was two days ago you made the statement that if trump were president putin wouldn't be going into the ukraine i'm curious what's what's your thinking behind that uh my thinking behind that is uh you had four years of nothing of this nature happened and you have you had a situation where i think uh, again, this is my opinion. I, I'm not saying I have proof of this, but I think you have more of a, a trust, if not fear or uncertainty with a Trump presidency than you have with a Biden presidency because they didn't know how he was going to respond. And so I think by when you're not sure how your enemy is going to respond, you tend to be a little bit more careful. And I think well, that would be the situation. And I think, I, I think Biden's an open book. I think everybody knows what's going to happen. No one's surprised. And certainly not Putin, certainly not uh, President Xi, uh, Xi Jinping. Uh, they know how he's going to respond. So that's that's the basis of my belief. Well, in, in my opinion, the only thing Trump could have 
done different was to send troops in. No, I mean, that, no, that, no, no, no. You're, you're missing the what, point, what, Mike. What else could he have done? Well, first of all, what, what he did do was in three years he made us entirely energy independent, and for the first time we were net exporters of oil and natural gas in the first time of our history of our country. Energy is a national security issue. So first of all, it wouldn't have laid the, the bedwork for this to take place. In any. Second of all, he could have upped the ante on the energy. He could have lowered prices. He could have made greater pledges to Europe to not have to count on Russia at all. That, 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 it just wouldn't have happened. It would have, it would have precluded all this from happening. But because I, I, they well, see I weakness don't... and because they see that we're not willing to stand up for even for ourselves, alone somebody else, then, then they're going to exploit the situation. Well, see, I, I disagree with that. I, I think the only thing Trump could have done different if he were president was to send troops in. Because well, Putin, I think Putin really still thinks, he thought then and he thinks now, he had Trump in his pocket. Well, if he, he's got anybody in his pocket, he's got Biden in his pocket because of his son, Hunter. Well, Hunter he, took money from China. He took money from the Russians. He took money from Iran. That's well, where the I, that's where the pocket holding is going on, Mike. But listen, we're we're well, we can agree to disagree. I you asked, I told you that's my opinion. You shared okay, your opinion. Well, no, I, we just I, don't I, agree. I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, thank you for calling. Yeah, you, we can disagree. I don't have a problem with that. But if you want to know what I think, I'm going to tell you what I think. If we disagree, then that's fine. But uh, I I stand on that that I don't believe this would be happening today if Donald Trump were not an president. And I'll, I'll go a step further. I'll say for folks outside, I said this in the first hour, for people outside of Russia, if you're not counting Russian people, right, Russian government, Russian military, for people outside of Russia, the people that voted for Joe Biden and put him in office are as responsible as anyone for what's going on in Ukraine today. That's I, I believe that. I strongly believe that. You can disagree. That's fine. But I strongly believe that. Let's go to Neil and Adam Neck. Neil, welcome to the show. And those people that voted for Biden have blood on their hands as much as he does. And it is great that we are able to live in a country where we can disagree with each other. Sure. And not have any repercussions other than somebody else's opinion coming back at you. Or a really nasty email once you get off the air. Exactly. <laughs> so... You know, heart's definitely breaking for Ukraine. I was yeah. out there in 89 to represent the uh, United States playing hockey. And uh, at the time, it was Kiev. Yeah. I don't think there is a single thing that Biden can do that would deter Putin from doing anything. You know, everybody talks about this Nord Stream 2 and it's not going through great. But Nord Stream 1 is still open and That's runs right. parallel. That's to right. Nord Stream too. That's why I would have sent the seals in to blow it up. Yeah, exactly. So that's <laughs> that's what I would, if I was president, I would have said, "All right, guys, a little little vacation for you. I want you to go over there and I want you to blow the thing up." And I and I and I wouldn't have if Biden had done that. If if anybody had done that on our side, I would have said, "You know, Absolutely. they're going to blame somebody else. They'll blame you know some breakaway republic for it." But. It, uh, no. The other thing I got thinking about today is who do you think is sitting back right now watching this go down? China. Exactly. And what is their next move going to be? Well, I mean, they've been rattling sabers about Taiwan. They've they've already flown, I think, three or four times more uh, military sorties over Taiwan. They did it all of last year. Exactly. So, um, you know, they're, they're looking that way. And Xi Jinping's sitting there going, eh, this guy's weak. 
Let's, let's see how Putin does. Then I'll go in. I was just going to say that, Pastor. He is sitting back looking at, hey, the United States is doing absolutely nothing to protect Ukraine, a non-NATO country. Taiwan's not a NATO country, so it's our perfect opportunity to move in. And pretty much would be willing to bet the farm that Putin and the president of China have already spoken about the timing on this. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the, the, they're not China. There's no love lost between Russia and China, but the fact remains that the 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 enemy of my enemy is my friend, and they're both and, our enemies. So I, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if there's communication. And for the previous caller, you know, he asked about Trump. You know, with Trump and Putin and even um, North Korea, proves the point. Keep your enemies closer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No. no, I mean, he. listen, Trump's a smart guy. I mean, he. you may not like him, whatever, but he's a smart guy, and he's got more going on than Biden ever hoped to have going on well, on like a bad he day. Said publicly, you know, what we see Trump in the public eye is totally different than what, you know, is behind the scenes. And to prove that, you know, like the other caller was questioning, what did Trump say about Afghanistan if there was an attack? He would wipe them off the map. Yeah, yeah. So there's your proof right there. Trump <laughs> right. would do something. Right, and 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 we're just—it's just different. It's just a different set of of leaders. It's a different set of administrations, and we ended up with a weak one. That's all. And you know, unfortunately, th- Americans, we will be suffering. Yes, as much as others. This is going to have ramifications to us. Very, it already has, but it will have more. Thank you, Neil. Uh, 800-966-9842, 860-522-9842. Let's go to Patty in Nogatuck. Hey, Patty. Hi, Pastor Will. Um, could I comment on, on the Ukrainian story after I say about uh, Justice, uh, the Prime Minister Trudeau from uh, Canada? Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, ju- the Prime Minister, um, from my understanding, on LifeSite News, L-I-F-E-S-I-T-E News.com mm-hmm. and www.wnd.com, there's two sources. I've sent you both of them. The prime mm-hmm. minister revoked the act before the Senate approved its disapproval, so they've taken down the emergency. But he also reserves the right that he's going to be following people, yeah. and if they should, if he he reserves the right to um, put the put the authorities to put it back on again and crack down on the protesters. So he's going to continue to uh, surveil the anti-mandate act. You know, th- this guy doesn't have long to be in office, and he's going to be out of there, and a lot of this stuff is going to end. It, it, yes. this, everybody's got Trudeau's number. They know yes. who he is, and they know yes. what he's about. And in regards to Ukraine, if I could comment on that also, Please. you know, <clears throat> if President Trump was in office, we wouldn't have taken away the pipelines. We wouldn't have mm-hmm. taken away the contracts, the price of oil. The price of oil, the only one who benefits from the price of oil going up is Russia. And every if the rush the more it goes up, the more it benefits them. The more it hurts Americans and other people across the world. Mm-hmm. There was also arrangements that they were going to the United States with Germany was going to send liquid natural gas to them. That was also in the works. So things may have been set up completely different. And President Trump, whether you like him or don't like him, he always uses the leverage to his benefit. He's a tough negotiator, and he would have been protecting the American people, our contracts, our economy. And I think we could should be asking all our legislators to put pressure that they restore the contracts and open up the pipelines in the United States because all his sanctions are going to come back, hurt inflation, hurt the American people, yeah. hurt the stock market. And the only way that you win with Putin is to play the same game he is with him. Prices low benefit the world. Prices yeah. high benefit Russia. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And I think if, if, if Biden were to do anything, President Biden were to do anything of, of helpfulness at this point, mm-hmm. he would go on national TV and he would say he's restoring 
the leases on and oil that, exploration, and he's reopening the project for the Exxon Pipeline. That should be the strategy. That would be the best possible thing he yes. could do. He doesn't yep. have the, the ability to, to do it. Think. We need to think what yeah. Putin responds to strength, and the old expression is there's peace through strength. They yeah. don't see strength. They yeah. see weakness. And right now, oil is the tug of war, and we need to pull back on our direction. Yeah, absolutely. Patty, thank you. Thank great, you, sir. Great call. I appreciate it. Patty's well-read, knows what she's talking about. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Uh, we'll take more calls. Open phone lines for the rest of the show, 800-966-9842, 860-522-9842. Right here on the Thursday edition of the Will Marotti Show. This is the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back, 1023. i got to take a moment to uh, um, talk about my, my amen uh, team. A little down today, only 5, 6, uh, instead of 11 or 12. But that's okay. Uh, I want to say thanks to Elaine P., Carol J., Simon L., Cheryl K., Jean R. I'm going to throw LJ in there because I'm, I'm, I think LJ, probably my, my, my crack researcher, is listening. And uh, and probably gave an amen at the appropriate time as well. All right, let's go back to the calls. Let's go to uh, Jack in Newington. Been waiting a long time. Jack, thanks for holding. Welcome to the show. Hi, good morning, Pastor, and good morning to all your listeners. I have a couple things I'd like to talk about. It's kind of scattered, but they all tie together. Okay. Um, number one, we have the Keystone Oil Pipeline. When Trump was in, we were exporting energy, uh, gas, and oil to other companies. Now, this Keystone Pipeline, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, delivers oil from the tar sands of Alberta, Canada, yep. down to our Gulf Coast. It's a long run. It's a very long, extensive pipeline. I'm looking at the map it right goes, now. It delivers Canadian oil mm-hmm. down to our Gulf Coast to be exported to other countries. And the reason for that is that the Canadians can't build a pipeline through the um, through the Canadian Rockies, they're right. you know just physically unable to do it. Right. So I'm not so sure about this uh, uh, Keystone Pipeline supplying us or oh, well, I mean, any benefits to us. I mean, I'm looking at the map. It starts in Alberta, the, as you said, um, yep. Jack, and it cuts across Saskatchewan into Manitoba, and then goes through North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, then splits into from Texas to Louisiana to refineries. So, I mean, it, it begins in Alberta. It ends in Texas right. and Louisiana. Now, it also has oil, a... Where does that oil go? Is it to our benefit or it goes for export? Well, you know, it a certainly could it be exported. To, but I mean, if, Japan. if we have enough oil that we're exporting it, that, then we're fine. That's a good thing. I don't know if, if we use it domestically or we export, the, export that oil. But the fact of the matter is, the first time in our nation's history, we were a net exporter of both oil and uh, natural gas. Yes, but that's Canadian oil. That doesn't have anything to do with our oil production. But um, we still got the benefit of it, though, uh, Jack. We still get the benefit of it. We get the benefit either of the, of the cost of it or we get the benefit of the usage of it. Either way, we do still we, benefit from it. There's, there's an absolute we, benefit. And... And there is lease payments paid to the states, so the states benefit from it. Yes, there's taxes and stuff and fees that are paid to the states. But as far as the oil goes, as far as I know, the research I've done, and I've done 
periodic research in a lot of different places yeah. that a lot of that oil gets es- exported to the Middle East. I mean, I'm sorry, to the Far East, uh, yeah. goes to, uh, you know, Japan and so forth and so on. Number two, um, getting to the Ukraine situation, um, we were waving our sabers and rattling our sabers and so forth and so on about sanctions. I really think that we were afraid to do anything about sanctions. Hmm, okay, because, maybe so. Maybe that's why it didn't happen. <laughs> because we were afraid. We knew that if we started something financially with Russia, you know, sanctions or whatever business, that they get to some of their young people together and start cyber attacks, more so than they're going on now with our major corporations. And they know they have the power to bring our economy to a skidding halt with cyber, um, you know, attacks. There's major corporations all over now that have insurance policies mm-hmm. if they're attacked that mm-hmm. they pay a ransom and pay it off. And I don't want to mention any firms on the uh, radio yeah. and stuff, but there are major well, ones. Well, and here's and the other thing, and I, I heard this the other day about cyber attacks. We tend to, you know, like natural disasters, we tend to set them up in our minds worse than they are. They're bad. There's no question about it. But a lot of our corporations, U.S. corporations, are just as advanced or more advanced than the Russian hackers would be. And so a lot of companies are not concerned about these cyber attacks because they can can handle them. Other companies not not as well protected. There's young people in Russia, even some in high school ages, that have hacked in. I heard something a couple years ago that there was like a 15-year-old kid that hacked into one of the CIA most secured systems. Yeah. And the young people over there are extremely knowledgeable in uh, cyber uh, where, you know, any kind of computers, sure, much, sure. much more so than a lot of our experts. Well, but don't, don't think there's not kids over here that are doing the same thing, Jack, because young oh, people well, born take, take in, look, I mean, they're well, native, they're that, native. Computers are native to them. They grew up with it, born with it. We all, old people right. have to learn it. They just come up with it instantly. So, Jack, well, I, someone... I appreciate you holding on so long, and I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. All right, we've got to take a break for the news. Tim, Paul, Joe, uh, hang on there, please. We're going to come back. We're going to take everybody's calls today. As I say, we had a guest. We rescheduled just so that you guys could call 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. We'll take calls all the way through the next half hour. Your calls Waiting to hear from you, Joey Burgoyne, Will Marotti, right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. Back to the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. 1038 WTIC News Talk 1080. Great show today, guys. Thank you so much for your calls, your input. Even when we disagree, I think it's still worth uh, bringing that to the table. So please... Uh, if, if you have friends that are, are, are you know, <laughs> Democrat, um, have them call. Have them call in. You know, it's just uh, we we love to talk with them, uh, no matter what they believe. Uh, we 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 love uh, we love the uh, the back and forth. Let's go to uh, our good friend in Hamden, Mr. Tim. Hey, Tim. Well, uh, let me put a Green Party perspective on this, okay? Please, please. You know, uh, first off, Trump did nothing okay uh first he all that back and forth with north korea have they stopped building uh, nuclear weapons have they stopped you know developing long they did nothing all that bravado back and forth he did absolutely nothing did for four years did he negotiate anything 
Uh, well, like Reagan the, negotiated with Russia about they stopped missiles. testing missiles. They weren't they weren't uh, they launching are, missiles every five minutes. They, they are they, developing. They are still developing, and uh, maybe. Uh, and so is and so is Iran, and so are other people. But that's not. Trump's yeah, fault. absolutely. So all this bravado that Trump would have you know been some, some macho guy. It's not bravado, Tim. The fact of the matter is, there were no. Rat, just a second. Tim, Tim, Tim if you're going to say that I'm that I'm giving all this vibrato, then I have to respond and say, during the four years of Trump, there was none of this. There are no invasions. There was no. There, there are no there, people there taking no, advantage of other countries. It's a Long-term negotiations with Russia. Did we? Did he reduce it? Reagan negotiated and and, and uh, brought down you know some nuclear missiles. Did, did Trump even talk about that? No. Did he talk about doing anything with China? No, but what he did no. was he improved our economy and he made us be energy independent, which is a we national are not, security. We are not energy. First off, we are not energy independent. Like the caller mentioned before, the keystone is for net. net Forget ex, the keystone. We export, were a net exporter, export. Tim. You can't. This is not. This is not arguable. We were exporting oil and natural gas for the first time in our history under Donald Trump. You know, that 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 to the highest bidder, whoever wants, you know. And gas was two dollars a gallon. Off. I remember, I paid two dollars a gallon for gas. And as the economy, we have to wean ourselves off of gas, whether it goes, it's up and down, all over the place, oil, all of that sort of stuff. It so, was stable you know, during the four years of Trump. When people are going out and buying the big SUVs and stuff, and. You know, well, being, if they want to, that's fine. But I'm saying, you look uh, at the things that matter to, to people: it, gas prices, no. heating prices, be it propane, be it natural gas, be it oil. Yeah. Everything was this stable Trump, and low during Trump's presidency. Uh, Trump is—he went to Helsinki after our entire military, CIA, FBI said, you know, that the Russians were involved with hacking. He stood there right next to the man and said that he believed. You know, Putin. He was just on talk radio. Trump. Why do you think? Why do you think Putin Trump was, was saying so much? He was going to pull out. Why do you, you think know, he, he was, just sa- was on radio? Why do you think Trump was constantly talking about pulling out of NATO? Do you think he wanted to pull out of NATO? No, he, he wanted, wanted the NATO countries money, to pay what they were supposed more. to pay because we were yeah, carrying the freight. That, that, that's a fair argument. That, uh, that's that's uh, that's absolutely. He's a, he's a great a negotiator, man. Tim. You've and, got and, a madman in Putin who says that. You know that uh, that Nazis. You know he actually used the term Nazis are running the Ukraine. That's the kind of you know. Well, he's insane. Kind of, I mean, there's no arguing there. Uh, the guy's evil. So the false idea that you're putting forth that he puts what? forth these trans. Tim, you, know, you can't disprove it. You can't disprove false, it. I can't prove that I'm right, but you can't prove that I'm the wrong. False we idea don't that know. If we had done, done some sanctions earlier, would have just done what? Increase gas prices and stuff, gear, geared up stuff. But if, if that's all you've got in your in your toolbox, Tim, is sanctions, then use them to be a deterrent. Don't use them to and they try to just beg well them to stop doing it. And then cause, cause more, you know, but Tim, you, you don't it. know that, and I don't know that, and, and neither one of yeah. us can prove that. So that it's a false point that you're raising, I'm sorry to say, but I appreciate your call. Thank you. Let's go to Jim. Uh, no, Joe, I'm sorry, Joe and Simsbury. Joe, welcome to the show. <laughs> Boy, I got to stay on, uh, on focus here after that one. Um, I got to take a little pro. Hang on. <laughs> so I, I got to make a Canada comment first before I talk about the Ukraine. So I work for a Canadian technology company. Yeah. Um, and I also have Canadian family members. Yeah. And the most disturbing thing that I've heard over the last 
week or so, regardless of what we're hearing in the news, is the number of people who work in the Canadian banks who were falling all over themselves with joy that they had the ability to shut off banking for people who had peacefully protested. Yeah, isn't that sad? It is Gosh. beyond, it, it is almost like so, it's Cuba on our northern border. These, so sad. And these people, all of them, were are progressives or progressive liberals. Yeah. This is, and that's going to be my lead into. Well, is, uh, it, is it any surprise, though, Joe, really? Is it any surprise that Canada is liberal? I mean. Uh, well, it's. That, I wouldn't be going, not, oh, really? I mean, yeah, that, that's, 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 that's common surprise. knowledge. The surprise is that Canadians don't like to hurt each other. Right. That is that is a little surprise. I will give you that. That is surprising. They generally take care of their own better yep. than we do. And, and for that to happen, it is surprising. bothering a lot of people up there, and there's going to be movements to try to start taking money out of the banks to punish the banks, which could yeah. have yeah. impacts down here. But let's yeah. jump into this, this Putin-Ukraine situation. Yeah. Uh, no one, including myself, we, we don't have the total answer, nor do we have the total picture. But I'm going to say this for the benefit of the individual who called before me. A lot of what is happening here has to do with the global warming slash green party wackos. Yeah. Europe, most people don't realize this. We, you know, we look at pictures of Europe. It's like, oh, boy, I want to lay on a beach in Greece. It looks so hot and warm. And yeah. Europe, a lot of Europe is, is further north than parts of Canada. Yeah. yeah. So they have real concerns about being cold. And all that's been happening in Europe, more so than in the United States, is the global warming people have been very successful in destroying Europe's uh, energy industry. So as Beijing is building coal plants every single week, (laughs) they're shutting them down in Europe. And not only that, but they're shutting down nuclear power. And it so happens that Germany, right before Putin started to bring all his troops closer to the border, mothballed three nuclear power plants. So we just heard the prior caller talking about, you know, we got to wean ourselves off, we got to get ourselves off. (laughs) I agree. But there are people in this world that are so tied to global warming that they are not willing to do it at the pace which is necessary to not create global upheaval the way that's going on right now. And they should all go hang out with Greta Thunberg, all right? <laughs> if they, exactly. If they don't get I mean, listen, you've got you've got Elon Musk, and his name slips my mind at the moment, the CEO of Toyota, both make tons of electric cars, completely committed to electric cars, and they both say, we don't have anywhere near the capability at this point in time to even be able to charge all the electric cars we have now without creating massive, massive rolling blackout problems and energy problems. They said, we just don't have the infrastructure. So, I mean, they keep selling electric cars. The more and more they sell them, the more we're going to find out. But unless you charge them at home, you're not going to find charging stations. You're not going to be able to, you know, utilize the, the value of what you perceive as an electric car because we can't, we can't produce the energy fast enough. Well, you, you have a, a caller to WTIC um, who is an, an engineer, by, by trade, yes. and lives in a cul-de-sac in a central Connecticut town, and he yes. was telling me how he and, I guess, another engineer on the street, and I guess there's about eight to ten houses, figured out with the help of their knowledge and the power company that if each house purchased one electric car, they could not charge them. So it's exactly what you're saying. We don't have the capability to put 
in all of these electric vehicles. And when, when you start messing around with things like this and you think that, oh, sanctions are going to work, they're, they're not going to work unless you have a balance between the energy needs of people and the amount of money that's flowing through. And these global warming people are, are they're, they're absolutely insane. They don't have the, other than the ones that know they're going to make billions of dollars yeah. off of off yeah. of this, the other ones don't have the the intellectual capability or the financial knowledge to figure out what that balance is, which would get people like me to, you know, join their side, they're just all gun ho the planet's going to die. Let's, well, again, that's let, why you can't argue with everyone them. in the world. That's why you can't argue because it's not a, it's not an argument based in any kind of reason. It's an argument based purely in emotion. But you understand this, Joe, just as I understand. I've been saying this for years. The the at the core, at the core of the the green movement is a transfer of wealth. That a hundred percent. That's what it's about, and you can you can talk about you loving the planet so much and everything else. But the fact of the matter is, if if we went green a hundred percent, if we went carbon free a hundred percent tomorrow, the United States of America, nothing's going to cause China to do that. Nothing's going to cause Russia to do that. Nothing's going to cause India to do it. We're not going to do anything to save the planet, even if we were zero carbon footprint by tomorrow. Just not going to happen. Well, so as Marco the whole Rubio said in one of the debates. Uh, America is not a planet. So it's just simple science. You don't need, yeah. even need to understand this stuff in detail. If we moved to green energy and China didn't and you yeah. know, other people, India didn't, guess what? We're still going to have the same issues with global warming. The, exactly. the, the air travels. So these, and except these are it's going to ruin our people. economy. They, they it's going to cost us more for energy, and we're not going to gain anything as a people. Joe, I'll let Thank you go. You Thanks much. for the call. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a couple of commercials, and then we're going to come back and set up for the last call of the day. Paul, Charles, Mike, I see you guys out there. Hang in there. Got a couple of open phone lines, 800-966-9842, 860-522-9842. We will return with the Between Round Bagel last caller of the day. WTIC News Talk 1080 is Connecticut's local radio station. Now with more local. All right, welcome back. You know, that, that's the, the question that came up. What, what, did, what did Trump do when he was president? Trump had, gave us the strongest economy we'd had in decades, lowest unemployment among a number of groups that was unprecedented, lowest unemployment among black uh, Americans ever, lowest unemployment of, uh, of, of Latino ever, lowest unemployment women ever. Uh, Trump gave us a tremendously strong economy. Trump gave us a tremendously strong energy capability, and energy is a matter of national security. Trump made the NATO countries who were not even giving what they were supposed to give. Their, the standard was they were supposed to give 2% of their gross domestic spending to defense to assure the alliance's capability. Some of them were giving nothing for years, decades. Guess who was picking up the tab? That's right, the USA. Trump made those people come to the table with do and, and, and bear the responsibility that was theirs to begin with. Trump had had open talks with North Korea. We had didn't have missile rocket launchings every five minutes like we were having under the previous administration. 
Trump did so much for this country in terms of policy. Yeah, he didn't like his tweets. He didn't like he was loud. He was he was obnoxious at times. Fine, good, fine. But he helped the country. And you got to ask yourself, and honestly, ask and answer the question: Were you better off over the last, with the prior four years, or better off the last year and a few months? And there's no question about it: the country was stronger, healthier, in much better shape under Donald Trump than it's been, unfortunately, under the first, I don't know what, 18 months, or if that, of Joe Biden. It's not even a question. Not 18 months, 14 months, whatever it's been. Um, and, and if you can't on, and, and honestly answer that, then, you know, I mean, if that's all your argument is, well, you know, Trump was this and Trump was that, and I didn't like Trump, and he was mean, and he, was, uh, he was, had a bad mouth, and, I mean, okay, those are your complaints. I agree, I agree, but you know what? What did he do for the country? What did he do for the people of America? Presidents for decades promised to move the United States Embassy to Jerusalem. Who did it? Donald Trump. So you can say whatever you want to say about the person of Trump, but the president of Trump was respected and feared by our friends and allies. And and I th- I would take that any day of the week than the incompetent, bumbling, can't say a coherent sentence, can't follow the teleprompter, doesn't know where he is, Joe Biden. I would take Trump any day of the week and twice on Sunday. And and if you were honest about it, you would as well. Let's go to Paul in Plymouth. Paul, welcome to the show. So let me talk process here, Pastor Will. Recently, a letter was sent to Joe Biden. Before you go to war, we're invoking the War Powers Act. Okay, that was an act of Congress requiring the president And Trump certainly didn't utilize that. Well, there's a National Security Council made up of members of the cabinet, uh, uh, the uh, National Security Apparatus representatives, Joint Chiefs of Staff, the chairman. They make the decisions, not Joe Biden. So let's get the process first. Then you can talk about the particulars. USA as a and what does that process? Let me just ask because I don't understand, Paul, and I'm sure you do. What exactly does that process take? What does it allow or disallow that process? And he hangs up on me. Can you believe this guy? What a child, Paul. That's it. You're done. So now there's two people that are banned from the show. If I can't even ask a question of you're making a statement, and you hang up on me, then you're done. That's it. So. Joey, leaving a note for Matt for tomorrow. Uh, Paul's Paul's banned from the show. Let's go to uh, <laughs> Mike in Glastonbury. Mike. Oh, hi, Pastor. Hi. I go didn't ahead. quite expect that as an opening act. Uh, I I was th- again. This is like the second or third time he's hung up on me. So I'm I'm just uh, done. I am done. Uh, go ahead. It was the middle of the winter for me back in the year 1968. Uh, I was watching the evening news. And the uh, controversial president of that time was LBJ, and he came out in the middle of the winter there and uh, said that he would not uh, stand for re-election or accept a... uh, Nomination of the party, sure. I remember that. He wasn't going to run for president. I was just a kid when that happened, but I remember. And that was like right away it changed everything because it was an early notice he was providing that uh, it was all over. Right. Or it it right. would be all over. So I'm I, I'm as asking this point, uh, I guess uh, next week is the State of the Union address, right? 
I think the president is going to bail out uh, early uh, at the State of the Union address and say wow. he won't be running for re-election. Wow, that's um, I, that I think he huge. needs lead time to get clear of uh, yeah. Vice President uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala yeah. Harris. Kamala. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Harris. No, you know, Mike, that would be that would be one of the biggest thing that's ever happened on the, on the president American polit- political scene if that were the case, but. Uh, it's a it's an amazing thought, but Mike, I've got to let you go because I've got to take more, more calls, and we've got to set up for the last call of the day. We're going to set up last call of the day right now between rounds. Bagel last call of the day uh, locations: Manchester, South Windsor, Vernon, and that is Charles from Waterbury. Congratulations, Charles. Pastor, thank you so much. But honestly, uh, could I give that gift certificate to your church, and you give it to your favorite? No, church? can't take it. I can't take it. Nobody I know can take it. No, yeah, you got You you get it. It'll mail to you, and then you can give it to anybody you want. Okay, then I could do it with our charity here in Waterbury. Good, because I'm not allowed. I got about 15 seconds. I got to let you go, but go ahead. And I'm going to put you on hold. Joey's got to get your name uh, and address. Green Energy. There's a neighbor, a beautiful, healthy tree, a gorgeous tree, shaded part of my property was on his property, because he had solar energy. He wanted to cut it down. I said, the tree is, oh, my, I said, that can't be true. The tree, and there's more oxygen. People, tr- people in the tree business don't want to cut down healthy trees. No, they're always against it. You're absolutely right. I go up against it all the time. We got so many trees at church. Charles, right. listen, I call, please call me tomorrow because I want to continue this conversation. I got to let you go because we're out of time. Right, thank you, Stay, stay on the line, job. and Joey's going to uh, take your information. All right, guys, that's it. We're out of time. Keep praying for Ukraine. Uh, pray for our country, pray for our leaders, pray for President Biden. I don't know what's going to happen with him. Who knows what, what should happen with him, but pray for him anyway. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 